Today's episode is brought to you by Drift Outfitters in downtown Toronto, Ontario. Drift Outfitters is your source for all things fly fishing. From waders and boots to thread and feathers, Drift has it all. They're now open for in-store shopping, but with a COVID times twist. Along with mandatory masks, a few other things have changed. So check in on their website to find their latest updates and policies. Safety first, fly fishing second. Curbside pickup for your online or phone orders is still a great way to get all the gear you need. And they're still shipping across Canada for free on orders over 100 bucks. Visit driftoutfitters.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to another episode of So Fly. It is uh, October, beginning of October, and we're back recording another podcast. My name is Mitch, and we've got Yilma. Hello, everyone. We've got Aldo. Hello. And we're recording today with a uh, another guest from the, the U.S., south of the border. Uh, super excited to be talking to um, Carrie. Uh, Carrie from Kentucky. Carrie's a really, truly an everyday angler, or uh, at least according to previous guest and really fantastic angler, Jen Ripple. Um, Carrie's been fly fishing for four years, but truly has really jumped into the sport and, and made the most of it. She joined the Northern Kentucky Fly Fishers, or NKFF, in February of 2017, and then three months later joined their board of directors as the director of women's outreach. Uh, she volunteers for club events as much as she can between fishing trips and working full-time. Um, and this year, she was really proud to receive the Fly Fisher of the Year Award from the NKFF. She's fished in 12 states. She's caught a number of different species over the years. And although she still considers herself to be a new to a new person to the fly fishing community, she's more than happy to help newcomers with the information they need to also get started. She loves the fly life and some good bourbon, um, or so I've heard. And uh, we love that she's here on the show today. Carrie, how's it going? Thanks so much for chatting with us. We're super excited. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. You guys are great. Thank. What a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're jazzed to be talking. I mean, we've talked to now Jen and... Um, and Susan, both down in uh, Tennessee, and now we're talking to you in Kentucky. Oh. I don't know anything about oh. Kentucky fly fishing. Nothing. Oh man, Kentucky's great. I well, I you know, full disclosure, I spent the first um, forty years of my life in Ohio, so okay. um, I'm mm. kind of a Buckeye. And right on <laughs> the shoe behind me. Yeah, right, but, right, right. You know, as soon as I moved to Kentucky. I mean, I will never leave. I will never leave. I love it here. I actually sing old Kentucky home when I cross the bridge. Yeah. Like I like the sun shines bright. Back <laughs> home, <yeah. laughs> I just I just love it. I mean, I just it's a great state. So, you know, Kentucky, um, it's not that far from you guys, honestly. It's yeah. just like, you know, five hours we can get up there to yeah. the Canada the Canadia. Yeah. I love Canada. Yeah. Um, Kentucky actually, it has, um, 62,000 62, miles of fishable streams. Oh, man. Um, oh. I know it's crazy. So like we have more navigable water in Kentucky than any other state in the lower 48. So sneaky, sneaky hydrated down here as we kind of sneaky hydrated. So we also, we have 40 public lakes and, um, like, I think that's like a hundred acres of lake. Um, and then, you know, we, uh, we have a great stocking program. So they stock 7 million fish down here. And, um, you know, I know I, we kind of talked a little bit about the fins program, the fishing in neighborhoods. So that's another great Kentucky program. Um, and we have, uh, you know, just, we have a lot of fish. We have a lot of warm water fish. We yeah. do have trout down here. Um, but you know, for, for Kentucky, our big thing is bass, you know, okay. bass, Wicked. we have a lot of sunfish, pike, muskie, yeah. um, 
carp everywhere, (laughs) catfish, (laughs) you know, like those, you know, really good. um, I think pike and muskie, you know, spotted bass, we have red eyes, um, the whole sunfish family, suckers, you know, all that stuff. So you're typically fishing like warm water species yourself. Yeah. If we're in Kentucky, we're fishing warm water. Um, Mm -hmm. We do a lot of bass fishing. Actually, it's funny. um, In my uh, Facebook feed, like a memory from four years ago just came up October 2nd, my first fish on the fly, largemouth bass. (laughs) Oh, nice. That was your first fish? That's sick. I know. It was on a topwater, on a topwater too. Oh, yeah. nice. Can we see can we see the top water? I want to see. <laughs> that would definitely get you into the sport. A top water oh. bass, yeah. Yeah, and it was a big one. So it's my fish anniversary. So That's my awesome. fish anniversary. I like your four year fish anniversary. My four year fish anniversary. I love it. So very exciting. Yeah, that's well. Great. I've been to Kentucky once uh, to tour the Wild Turkey Distillery. Which yes, was pretty, which was pretty awesome. Um, the kicking chicken. The kicking <laughs> <laughs> <The> chicken. <laughs> I gotta write these down. I know. Yeah. Some, between between you, Jen, and Susan, there's enough uh, oh, yeah. little one-liners there to go for a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, beautiful state. You know, we got to a state in Louisville, which is a, a great town, and yeah, and then uh, and then drove all over the country. Beautiful country. Oh, Kentucky so bluegrass is like a real thing. The grass is blue. Thank you. It really is. It's I was beautiful. Like, I, I, I'm like, hey, the, the grass is blue here. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Blue, yeah, it's like a bluish hue. I mean, like, so, I mean, Kentucky, you know, we have a lot of like what I call complementary sports down here, which is usually like the hunting, the hiking, and you know, all yeah. the boating and stuff. You can actually fish for elk and bear in the eastern, eastern Kentucky, and we have a huge deer population. Please yeah. come down here and shoot some deer. You know, turkey, waterfowl—like <laughs> yeah. we have all the critters down here for it's you guys. A real outdoor to... sort of state. It really I... is, and like the horse farms, like you know, obviously yeah. horses and bourbon are what we're really known for. But right, right, yeah. right. It's beautiful. And Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, hey, you got to come up here for uh, the Queen's Plate. Yeah, no, it's no, it's no derby, but it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, man, I do it. I'm, I'm in. It's a derby pie down here. It's mm-hmm. Good food in Kentucky. Oh, great food in. Oh my god, I ate so well in Kentucky. Yeah, but I remember coming back from you know, the the drive to the distillery because um, it's yeah, quite rural where they are, and mm-hmm. I just remember thinking how lush everything was. Yeah, lush it's very green, green. And, and very very wild, like. Where the distillery is, anyway, there's like all these valleys and streams and 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 rolling hills. It was really, really, really beautiful. I remember thinking, "Be like, oh man, this must there must be some good fishing around here." Yeah. Yes, you were correct. You had good instinct. Yes, very good fishing around there. Yeah. Well, why don't we jump right back to the beginning of kind of your fly fishing life and how it all began? Like, how did you? Why did you decide to pick up a fly rod four years ago? Right. So this is sort of. Funny story. Um, <clears throat> so five years ago, actually almost exactly five years ago, my now husband and I, we went out to Yellowstone and took like this, you know, like the quintessential Yellowstone trip. It yeah. was like beautiful, you know, we we're out there for a week and, you know, you see something incredible every day. And uh, one day we're out there and we see like this postcard of this couple fishing and what I now know is a drift boat with a guide. And it was absolutely perfect. Yeah. I mean, everything about it was just perfect. And I mean, the beauty of it was striking. And I remember getting back um, to the cabin at night and Rich and I were like, man, that was so pretty. And, you know, he says, you know, I've always been a fisherman. He says, "Uh, I think I'm going to try that when I get home. I I think I'm going to get back into fishing. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward, we get engaged. 
come home, get married. He buys a fly rod on Amazon, teaches himself how to fly a fish. <laughs> and like, this is just a couple months later, you know, and he joins the Northern Kentucky flight fishers. Mm-hmm. He gets involved with the club. And then, you know, I start just kind of hanging around with him as we go to these little local streams and ponds. Yeah. And, you know, I'm taking pictures cause that's what I like to do. And I'm just out in nature and I'm playing with the bugs and, you know, whatever, picking up rocks. And about a year later, he says, um, Hey, you think you might want to try this? You know, and I thought back to that day and I had no idea, like at that moment when I saw that couple in the boat fishing, that I was standing on the precipice of like the biggest rabbit hole I would ever go down. Yeah. Like, you know, I just didn't even know. And then I caught that bass on in a, and it was a golf pond, a golf nice. from the golf oh, club nice. we belong to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they have hybrid bluegill, like they look like Giant. pregnant frisbees. They're yeah. huge, <laughs> yeah. huge. They're oh, crazy. No. <laughs> yeah. So I caught that bass and then literally, you know, I started getting into it with them. And, uh, I mean, we joined the club. I, I think I fished, I, I fished with three guides between October of that year, fished October, November for trout in North Carolina. And then we went out for steelhead that April. Um, and I joined the Kentucky fly fishers that February. And in May, they asked me to join their board. And I, I, I told them, I said, y'all know that I, I can't even barely put my rod together. And I, I don't even know how to tie up a knot. And I can't, yeah, <laughs> totally I can't new. do anything. Yeah. Right? Okay. I still can't. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me so, I mean, that's how I got into it. And I mean, I literally jumped in with both feet and yeah. I just had the courage to fail a whole bunch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's key. I mean, like, what was it about like the sport that just like when you got back to Kentucky and started fishing and caught that bass, like, what was it about fly fishing that you were like, Oh yeah, I want to make this like a, not only a hobby, but like just like a big part of my life. I mean, if it, and it took a minute. So, I mean, I do want to make sure like people understand like, everybody's journey is like a little bit different. Some people say, you know, that moment was like, you know, like light came down and yeah. like shined on me. <laughs> I was like, that was it. <laughs> I, mean, totally. um, I mean, I had a great time, but like, you know, it's hard. Right. It's a, yeah. And I, it, it didn't, and it wasn't until we fished, I had an, another club member sort of take me under his wing and you know, sort of kind of teach me how to fish one day when we were down in North Carolina. And that was the moment. I think that was the moment when I, you know, just looking at a person who fishes, it was like, you know, he, he was perfect. He had all the little, you know, all the chingareras, like the little the visor with the yeah. magnifying glass and this cool fly box and all this stuff. And he was taking all this time showing me how to, you know, just tie things on and what we use and like how to read the water. And that's what got me hooked. You yeah. know, really, that's what got me hooked. And it was just like, I totally understand. I understood it then. It was a puzzle. Yeah. One, yeah you know, once I realized it was a puzzle, it was like, oh, man, okay. This is something I can never totally solve. It's just, it just keeps getting bigger. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Like, I think, I think it's important, you know, for beginners, but, like beginners listening to the show, even like people that are just kind of getting into the sport, that it can be a frustrating thing to start, you know, and you could quit so mm-hmm. easily. But if you stick to it, it can take you to some amazing places, you know, and it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You got to embrace the suck. I yeah, mean, really. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Totally yeah, the suck is bad. And it, yeah, <laughs> it's a perfect lesson for like, I feel like if I ever had kids, I would get them into fly fishing early, earlier yeah. than sooner than later, because I mean, I think it just teaches them so, so many different life skills, right from like the perseverance, patience, you know, practicing, like it's so good. And then once they get it, they're like, they'll treat everything in their lives from, you know, you know, further on to just do those things. You know what I mean? You know, I yeah, think that, I think it, definitely. 
it's a metaphor for life. It really Absolutely. is. I mean, like the harder you try to fight it, the worse you're going to do at it. I mean, just like casting, you know, gentle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <Totally>. you know, <laughs> gentle, <laughs> yeah, totally. don't fight it. You know, there's days where you're going to go out there and do everything right. And it's like, you're not going to catch a fish. You're not going to land a fish, whatever it is, but you have to appreciate it for what it is. And, you know, have fun, just have fun at it. Yeah. You're 100%. right. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, you're not having a kid, are you? Is this how you, is this how you tell <laughs> Oh, don't say that. Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> I, gotta, like I just got a text that just came through too. I'm just like, ah, oh. God. Episode, episode eight. Episode 81, Yilma gets pregnant. Oh, yeah, exactly. God. <laughs> the baby reveal will be epic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So maybe we talk a little bit about Kentucky now, because like I said, like mm-hmm. I think, I mean, yeah. I've never, I, I haven't fished there. I don't know if many people have, like if it's a huge fly fishing state. I mean, like what what is the fly fishing like there? What's the fly fishing culture like there in the community? Right. So, okay. So in Kentucky, you'd be surprised to know. So we have um, the Northern Kentucky fly fishers. And um, I mean, honestly, I kid you not when I tell you that they are probably the nicest group of people you'll ever want to meet. Incredible. Um, It's one of the biggest clubs in the country. It's over 300 members. I think we had 300. I know it's nuts. The what's even more nuts is the, our sister club, I guess the club we kind of spun off from the Buckeye United fly fishers in Ohio across the river. Yeah. It's probably 40 miles away. They also have over 300 members. So within wow. 40 miles of each other in the middle of the country where there's yeah. really no trout water, yeah. you have two of the biggest fly fishing clubs in America. And that's shocking to most people. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. For sure. I was reading yeah. also on, I was reading on the, you know, I was looking at the, uh, NKFF's website. Yeah. And you're saying that you draw membership from not just Kentucky, but from neighboring states as well. Right. That so that's kind of cool. It is cool. We have Indiana, Kentucky, and Ohio people. A lot of people are members of both Buckeye United and um, Northern Kentucky, huh. um, which is really cool. And um, yeah, it's a huge club. It's a huge club. We do a lot. So, I mean, I think um, like every year we do, like, we're primarily focused on education. Like, we promote the artists. The, Promote the sport of fly fishing is really the, our mantra. Um, we have eight fly, free fly fishing classes every year. So totally free. Um, we have one six-week-long fly tying class that we do, um, six rod building classes. Um, oh. And then we have, like, other, like, pop-up sessions. And, like, the only cost to people would be, like, the blank for the rod. Yeah. Um, you know, and then just maybe they'll buy their – like, we loan them vices and stuff at first. And, um, and then, you know, they have to – eventually they'll buy one of their own. But I mean, we, well, I think we focus really on like kids education. So I think we do four to five big um, kids derbies every year. Um, We have 150 Zebco rods. So we don't teach the kids to fly fish necessarily. You know, we just want to get them out and fish. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I mean, every weekend there is something, some kind of kids, something. And like, we have a lot of members who volunteer just to help out. And that is, I think, one of the most noble things that we do as a club is just getting families and kids yeah. engaged you yeah. know like that yeah that's like a huge benefit yeah. of a cl- having a club at all right it's just that community aspect yeah. oh absolutely it's like i my husband and i talk about it all the time it's like we don't know like how we would not know these people anymore i mean like they're some of our like most cherished friends yeah. and like our guide friends and everybody we've met in the community in like the community of fly fishing like jen and susan yeah and Jerry Meyer. I mean, there's so many of, of these people that have become like really good friends now. Um, it's incredible. It's just yeah. an incredible community. That's yeah. wicked. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's like the, like what's really special about fly fishing in Kentucky? Like, well, how is it different? How is it, why do you think there's so many anglers there? Well, I, the body I water, think, yeah. right. Oh yeah. There's so much water. Well, I think a lot of people start out as like spin, spin and bait casters, right. you know, and a lot of people mm. like to fish lakes. And I mean, I personally like rivers. I'm a river girl. Mm -hmm. um, and so is my husband, but a lot of our members have kayaks and boats and they will actively go yeah. and just kayak these lakes or um, rivers. It's just water everywhere. Mm -hmm. Now, again, like May through October, that's really easy. So in the wintertime, it gets to the point of where you better go south. <laughs> you know, you got to get into Southern Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina to fish for some trout, but it's close. So we may not have a lot of fishing here all year round, but between the months of May and October, it's like craziness with warm water fish. Yeah. Right. But the other six months you can easily get anywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, four mm -hmm. hours from here is Tennessee, right. You know, North Carolina, you can go down into Georgia and Florida. You can get to the coast. That's true. I yeah. mean, it is really easy to get to places to fly fish, even though we may not have a spot here. Um, in like the cooler months, or you just, you know, you go crazy and you start tying flies and you know, you have meetings. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. In Canada. It's, oh Very my gosh. Similar. I spent, I spent a lot of time up there in the winter. It is, um, it's cold. Where it's, were you? Where were you up here? Um, I spent a lot of time in Brockville on the, and near oh, the no Thousand way. Islands. That's crazy. Yes. Brockville. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Although, <laughs> although and I are people. from there, near there, I guess. I know. Yeah. Oh right God. on. That's awesome. Yeah, I have a lot of Canadian friends. It's a similar, it's a similar Brockville. season, you know, like I right mean, on warm water, May to October. That's kind of what it's like yeah. up here too. That's basically, yeah. I mean, we do have mm -hmm. the added benefit of the, of steelhead season, you know, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Up there. I can't even imagine like the fishing up there would be just craziness. It's pretty mm -hmm. fun. Like, I mean, this is my favorite time of year kind of, cause like it gets cold and we go swing for steelhead, like great Lake steelhead. Right. And, it's fun, man. Like, and you know, and we could fish all the way into December, January, even if we wanted to, but I mean, it's pretty cold. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you, uh, well, if you bring enough wild Turkey, yeah. you <laughs> right. exactly. you're picking the icicles out of your beard and yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's chilly up there. It's as cold as I've ever been when I went to Montreal one winter. My oh, goodness. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah cold, cold cold so Montreal. Cold. Montreal gets yeah. cold winters. I never knew what those floor length coats were for. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's like, uh, seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those Canada goose come, comes in handy. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> Get that down. Yeah. Out of everything you've got to fish for, what's your favorite? Are you, are you kind of hooked on bass or or is, mm. has, has the musky craze taken over? Man, I tell you what, I, I do love some bass, but you'll be you'll, you'll be excited to know that my favorite fish is actually steelhead. I, oh, nice. That was my third oh. trip. Yes, yes. I caught a 35-inch steelhead this year. Nice. Which That's was amazing. Fish. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where was I, that? I love them. So we can get from here, about four hours north of us, we can get to southern Michigan. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's Michigan. Michigan is, uh, Lake Michigan has some big, oh, yeah. big steelhead. And because yeah. they don't travel like, you know, those distances like out West when they're coming from the ocean, they're traveling yeah. like five, 700 miles and they get like wafer thin and, yeah. you know, these things come out of the lake and I think they can travel. I mean, you can start catching them 
the ones we go for in a particular tributary, like maybe 70 miles. So they are like smoking hot when you oh, lay yeah. into them. Oh, yeah. I mean, just. Yeah. yeah. And their fins icy. are like see-through because yeah. they're like right out of the lake. They just bang right up the <laughs> yeah. river. Eh? Yeah. I love that. Yes. Yes. So cool. Yeah. Man. That's a oh, nice fish. That's a big fish. Yeah. That is a nice that's fish. A big fish. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, that's, um, that's my, I'm most proud of that. You know, so I, tell me about, well, I want to know about, a little bit about musky fishing. Sorry to derail a little bit, Mitch, but uh, I just went for my first musky the other day with Aldo <gasps> and it was, it was, it was 27 inches. It wasn't huge, but we spent the whole day mm-hmm. casting, you know, my wrist, my fingers are all bruised and it's like literally cast after cast all day for from 7am to 8pm. I, I, be- I was also beating him. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he was beating me. I mean, he <laughs> You had to take a nap on the boat at one point. It was so so much fishing, but yeah, yeah. any tips? Is like I I just well, don't get those fish. I really I don't understand them. So we have, I mean, literally right around the corner. So one of the members of our club, he is Mr. Muskie. He is great. Um, Dave Huff. He he's great. He, I think he may have the line in on that fish. Um, so if you ever want to come down in here, fish, that is the guy. Mm-hmm. You got to come down to Kentucky and we'll set you guys up with him. Yeah. He actually has his own, like his rods that he's, um, he's kind of selling his huff, W H U F F huff rods, Yeah, but they're, they're really good. And he's a, well, he's a great musky fisherman. I don't know much about it. We wanted to go fishing with him this fall right. um, for musky, you know, then the COVID stuff. And yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, he's kind of busy of with work right now, but um, we're not going to give up. We're going to. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe that's that the trick. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... pike is fun, but they're different. Yeah. yeah. They're different. They're, yeah. different. they're so cool oh, looking yeah. too, man. Like they're just such a cool looking fish. But I don't they're get it. Like, they're like, fine. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They, when they're I, huge, man. Like a, fi- I saw a picture the other day of like a fifty-something inch musky. Oh, it's like, oh, crap, man! Like, Crazy. The it's head sick, on these and things. we have them here. Yeah, you know, we have them. Yeah. Here. yeah. Do you guys have tiger musky there? And I know Chloe oh. out in Montana has. Just she goes for a tiger tiger musky. But I'm not sure. I'd have to. I'd have I don't to know their look. range, but those look to. pretty cool too. Those are cool looking yeah. fish too. With the hard hardcore stripes. Yeah. Yeah, we had one chase a fly that was like, I don't know. <laughs> Like yeah, our, guide, our guide guesstimated it like you know forty in the forty plus inch range, and nice. I was like, "Sick!" It was so wild, sick, man. Oh god, only wild. Wild. alligators. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, you're like, "Is that a log?" And you're like, "No, no, <laughs> <laughs> not a log." Yeah. No. I love that, man. Um, okay, so maybe we talk a little bit more now about um, Northern Kentucky fly fishers in the club, like um, just like yeah. just some more details behind the club. When do you know when it started? Like, how long has it been around for? Yeah. So um, it's a spinoff of Buckeye United. So Buckeye United started in, the, in like 1977 um, by actually one of our current club members. He's still around. Um, so in 19... Yeah, he's a cool dude. So I mean, so, in se- so it started in 77, but um, mm-hmm. in 1986, they were starting to get a lot more people. And they were complaining like, oh, it's 125 people. It's getting to be too much here. So one of our, our actually our cur- current club member, Mike, uh, Mike Arnold, he, um, I'll tell you more about him. He's kind of a cool character. <laughs> He's uh, really funny. He said, you know, I've, we've had a lot of people from Indiana and Kentucky. Maybe we can like do a spinoff chapter and it will alleviate some of the, you know, yeah, you know, congestion. So that's what he did. So I think the, their first meeting was actually their, their anniversary is coming up uh, 33 years, October 10th wow. um, was the first meeting um, in 1987. So they're, they'll be 33 years old this year. And um, wow. 
So they kind of started small with just a few members, like 30 members. And then they had the, uh, in the nineties, you know, the river runs through it, came Hell through. Yeah. And then like, they course, had this yeah. like, kaboom, <laughs> you know, hundred. 125 people joined. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Eh? Uh, yeah, it was crazy. So I think they, you know, that waned, you know, but now slowly but surely, you know, like it's been sort of a steady build over the other years. And, uh, you know, they've incorporated a lot of different things. You know, we have a board of directors where um, we're a 5013C. So um, that gives us tax, tax exempt status because it's important because all the money, we don't make a lot of money. You know, we raise as much money as we can and we have a fairly large operating budget, mm -hmm. but it all goes to training or training or teaching mm -hmm. um, and giving back to the community. So, you know, we'll have these guest speakers um, and we'll pay for them to come in and talk to the club. And we'll have, again, before COVID times, mm -hmm. um, anywhere between 80 and 120 people at our meeting, you know, and wow. we have really good speakers. I mean, we've had Jen and we've had Susan um, Susan Thresher, yeah. um, we've had, you know, really good, like people that are like biologists, people we had this, this, um, Nicole Watson, she's really cool. She's a PhD candidate out of Michigan. She came all the way down to talk to us about trout and steelhead. Cool. She is very interesting. Um, she'd be fun to talk to. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Absolutely. She, um, but anyway, really cool speakers. And then we also have people that come and like Susan, she'll come and she'll have classes um, we do our classes. Um, we teach fly tying. Um, you know, we have a big banquet every year and we have a speaker. Nice. Jen was our banquet speaker one year and oh, nice. uh, we raise a bunch of money. And um, again, all this stuff goes to, you know, purchasing rods and, you know, yeah. training materials and mm -hmm. renting places to teach people. And, yeah. you know, it's really kind of, it's just special. Yeah, it's, it's just great. really special. You know, we called all of our members when this COVID first started the board split up all of our members, the directory, and we called every single one of them just to check in. And we've done it twice, you know, just to see if oh. there's anything we can do, um, how they're feeling because, you know, this is a big social club. Yeah. That's cool. And a lot of these, you know, these people are older, Yeah. you know, I'm younger, you know, and mm -hmm. you know, I'm flipping 50 and like these guys are, you know, they're in their seventies and eighties, some of them, and, yeah. and that's their thing. They love to come to meetings and that's how they stay connected. And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I think that's special. That's yeah. very special. Absolutely. Would, would you say that, uh, I guess, would that be kind of the, av does, does the average age skew older or? Yeah, it is. Um, it, well, lately it's been changing. So that's another part of the club that I really, you know, love is the fact that they're very adaptable and they, they, mm -hmm. you know, we do surveys and we pay attention. Um, and I say we, because I'm on the board, um, mm -hmm. pay attention to like what's going on, you know, more families and younger people are starting to, want to fly fish, it's becoming very popular. So that's when they created the, um, the uh, women's outreach program, you know, to try to say, okay, you know, we're going to make a real effort. If there are a lot of women starting to join the club, we need to make sure, you know, we give them what they need and retain them. Same with families. You know, we've made a conscious effort to make sure we're, um, you know, pairing back any of the, uh, the humor, you know, sometimes it can be, you know, with a big room of guys, mm -hmm. it can get a little out of hand sometimes. So, you know, just making people cognizant of like, okay, if we want to attract families and, you know, we have, you know, older people there, you know, we want to make it really friendly. And I think we yeah. are the friendliest club. We're so welcoming to people. I mean, I was shocked when I, my first time I went, you know, I had all these people coming up to me like, Oh, what's your name? You know, you ever fly fish, you know, it's just really, and I try to do the same, you know, for all of our new people to be, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. make them feel great. So, 
I live in Kentucky or I don't, doesn't matter. doesn't seem to matter. Uh, I sign up, I, I sign up for, I sign up for a membership. Like, yeah. what can I, what can I expect? What, uh, like a monthly meeting, obviously those classes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, um, that's what I tell people. I'm like, man, it's like, uh, it's like 30 bucks to be a, a member and it's the, the best money you'll ever spend, <laughs> you know? So you do, you get like a little beginner pack and then you get, you get connections. So, right. You join the Facebook page, um, you know, you can start, we used to have this uh, like a little meetup, like let's go fishing, you know, you just reach out to other members like, Hey, let's go fishing. And um, you, have, you have free classes. Um, actually the free classes, you don't even have to be a member to attend the classes in the libraries, but yeah, we do monthly meetings and there's food. You can pay to have dinner or not if you don't want dinner. And, you know, you get an incredible presentation on any number of things. And um basically you make connections. And I think that is what, for me, if you're a new fly fisher, so mm-hmm. if you're just joining the community, um, like you get this huge resource of people. So my husband and I, we learned to fly fish by using a lot of guides, you know, and I think having a club to say, these are sanctioned guides that we've used or they're vetted they're really good people. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. You know, that is, so you don't, you, it's like never having a bad date, right? Yeah. You know, it just, yeah. And then you have other people who are willing to just take you out like, Hey, you know, you, I'll teach you how to, you know, fish from your kayak or, yeah, you know, right. this is the best kind of gear to buy. I mean, I broke the tip off of my rod and one of the guys in the club, you know, fixed it for me. And oh, it's yeah, like, true, yeah. <laughs> you know, we have just like master rod builders, you know, you have these fly tires, like these people that tie these flies are just beautiful, like works of art, actually, you mm-hmm. know, just incredible stuff. It's a nice That's network. the benefit of joining a club. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's a good point. Cause like, yeah, if you're in and around Kentucky, um, check them out and KFF, but also like, you know, everybody else too. Like if there's a club near you, it might be worth checking out for all those reasons you just listed. I think it is super helpful to have, you know, oh, uh, like a network of people that have been validated by, you know, like validated, like guides that have been validated, people that rod builders and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's an extremely helpful resource, especially if you're new to it, like you said. Right. I mean, and it's just fun, right? You know, when yeah. you get mm-hmm. to know people and then finally you're part of the story. So you you sit around at these tables and you hear them talking about, oh, that time when so-and-so, you know, did this or that. Yeah. And then soon enough, you become part of those stories. And, you know, it's just, you get a good healthy ribbing. And, yeah. And I, yeah. Talk to me about healthy ribbings. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> oh my God. But I think the learning curve is. Sorry. Is, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah. If you have, if you have these sorts of clubs, the learning curve just skyrockets versus just being on your mm-hmm. own or just having, you know, it's, you just become that much more, you sell that much more in these, yeah. in these types of situations, which I love. I think like, you know, fly fishing is such an oral history. I mean, I think, you know, we keep saying that and I think that's why our podcast succeeds too, is, you know, despite all the great resources there are, mm-hmm. it's nice to talk to people who fish where you fish, you know, like you can read a book about bass fishing, read a book about trout but there isn't a book about the ottawa river as i'm sure there isn't a book about uh i don't know whatever name a lake in kentucky i don't know yeah oh like the lake cumberland sure so this you know somebody hasn't somebody hasn't written a a book about lake cumberland but but i'm sure there's people that know it enough to write a book about it so it's like then you get access to that information like at what point did the nkff like like realize that they needed to you know maybe make your role um, 
you know, when did they identify that? Yeah. Like, okay, we're seeing a lot of women come in. Mm-hmm. We have to make this or families make this our priority. Because I think that's amazing that they did that. Yeah, identify demographics and then started focusing on it. I guess I'm just well, fascinated because sorry, I'm going off a little bit here, but when Yilma and I just did a trip to Algoma, and mm-hmm. uh, we happened to be there at the same time as do you know the show The New Fly Fisher? Oh my gosh, I love The New Fly Fisher. Awesome. So Colin was a guest and friend, yes. like a friend of her. He was at staying at the same place we were staying at because he was filming a show in the region, and him and I were talking because he's seeing, you know, he's um, or used to be the president of the the Ottawa fly fishers. And there's another mm-hmm. group in Ontario called the Isaac Walton club where we were, we were actually supposed to present at, um, but then COVID happened. They're seeing their numbers dwindle. We've talked to you, Susan and Jen. It seems like your numbers are. Yeah. Exploding. Exploding. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. And, you know, obviously a lot of that has, it seems like a lot of that has to do with women and other, but at the same time, your club seem really engaged. Where am I going with this? I guess what I'm going with this is <laughs> you're always going I, somewhere. I I'm, just, I'm just rambling. I'm just like, <laughs> no, rambling. no, there's always a point. <laughs> there's always a point. I guess, I guess where we see, I think Mitch, you, you kind of articulated in a good question. Like, you know, I think clubs might have ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. What do you see as one of your great successes in, in engaging your membership or, or, or getting such a large membership and keeping so- such a large membership? I have talked to, I've talked to a lot of the people in the club about this because we've um, been trying, well, I owe Jen an article actually, but um, she, like why, <laughs> why, you know, why we're, why we keep seeing growth. We've actually had like, I think 20 new people join the club in just the past couple months. And we're not even mm. having active meetings right now. We have shut down everything because of COVID. Yeah. Um, most things we're starting to get back out to do these small things. But, um, but anyway, I think a lot of it is just the fact that they can sense the community, even though we're not actively meeting, but when we were meeting, we are that welcoming. So we espouse the same beliefs in that we want to welcome everyone. I mean, that's just literally it. And we are that friendly. And like, once you all as a group decide that you want to be that friendly and welcome everyone and you show it, you can't help but feel it when you come through the door and like five people come up to you and just want to know your name. We have a new member, um, like a whole new member packet. Um, the first time you come, you're a guest and you get a free dinner and then you introduce yourself to the club. And there's usually like a line of, you know, five to 15 people. And then, you know, they tell us a little bit about yourself, but you know, when, when you come in, like, you know, we have tables, we all make a point to not sit at the same tables with the same people. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have these big clicks. Yeah, yeah. And I think that in itself, we all want to just get to know each other and make sure that everyone feels welcome. I mean, if you see someone standing alone, that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So um, not like high school. Right. So exactly, exactly. Not like high school. It is not high school. It's opposite <laughs> high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and I mean, everyone's just so friendly. Yeah. And I think, I mean, And when I say it's like, it's so diverse, meaning like there is people from every walk of life. I mean, you have people who are homemakers, bankers, lawyers, doctors, um, you know, people who are actually in industry, you know, like we have a few people that do that. We have, you know, former policemen, military, um, people that work in machine shops, restaurant people. I mean, you just name it. It like they, we've had all these careers and we have people that are retired, um, you know, and now we all are starting to have like, you know, grandchildren, a lot of us. Mm. And 
I think that is another piece is like when you start to bring your family, mm-hmm. you know, we all start to gather as a family and we see each other as a family. Um, yeah, that's cool. The, just the welcoming piece. I, like I said, it's just, sometimes it's almost just that simple is you really have to put your money where your mouth is mm-hmm. and be that welcoming. If you really want people. Yeah. Go that extra mile. Yeah. I think you hit yeah. the nail on the head. Um, I think, I think maybe the reason, yeah, why your clubs are doing so well is because you guys are the nicest, most friendliest, welcomest people. Like you're so welcoming, <laughs> such nice people. And you know, it's not to say like, um, the clubs in, well, I'm just speaking to the clubs in Ontario and specifically Ottawa, like aren't welcoming. Like they're, they're all, all great. Um, but oh, I remember, right, right. I remember being a teenager and like, you know, being a kid and I was getting into fly fishing. Yeah. It was very intimidating going, I went to the Ottawa fly fishers club this a long time ago. And I was like, you know, walking up and see people casting and I'm like, Hey, you know, everybody's like in their forties, fifties, sixties, maybe. And I'm like, you know, like 14, I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? You know? And they, they just, did, I don't think maybe back then they just didn't really have a grasp on that. It was more of like a, ah, eh, we all know each other and we all fish. So here we are, you know? Yeah. But I think you're yeah. right. Like being welcoming and being like, oh, like, Hey, you know, come on over. And they actually did eventually, but, um, a hundred percent, I think just being open to new people and like, sh- exactly like we're here to, to all get together and, and support each other. So it's like, let's, let's act, put our money where our mouth is right. And act that way. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, we make mistakes too, right? I mean, we've had a few like little instances in the club, you know, where somebody, I think um, there was a picture of me catching a big fish or something during one of these meetings and someone yeah. made like a cat call and, you oh, know, man. again, a buddy of mine, but at the same time, right. you know, they got, you know, it was kind of like, all right, you know, and you know, you just sort of cringe and you're like, oh, dang it. This is the day where so-and-so brought their grandkids and they're like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, right. and you're like, oh, God, yeah. you know, but I mean, you know, but it's the fact that you you nip it in the bud and like someone like gently said, like, okay, you know, this person, like if this were a group of five, that's fine. But this mm-hmm. wasn't a group of a hundred and, you know, yeah. and they, they felt bad about it. They didn't, I they bet. were like, oh, I was just trying to be funny. And, I, I bet. mean, yeah. You know, yeah. And it was like totally forgiven, but you know, and I think that's the thing is like, we, when you make a mistake, you know, you, you, you own it and you're like, eh. you own it. Yeah. yeah. You just own it and you just move on. It's like, yeah, sorry about that. You know, and everybody. I'm sure everyone is just like me, like make a lot of mistakes. (laughs) You're just like, I wish, I wish I had not done that. You know, so forgiving, so friendly. See, that's, that's why your club's doing so well. Humility, (laughs) a little bit of humility. Humility. To to forgive is divine, right? So exactly. uh, Exactly. Forgive is divine. Look at you. (laughs) (laughs) To err is human. To forgive is divine. What can I say? (laughs) First of all, Yoma, me and me and Mitch are godfathers. Yeah, it's we're, true. Yeah, we're, 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 God, and you're I'm the one God. spouting the gospel over here. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it's true. They're the new God, Godfathers. Mitch and I were just recently for became. A long time. Yes. Yeah. Back sorry, back. sorry. Yeah, Aldo, what were we gonna say, baby? You had a point, and I remember seeing your eyes yes. bubbling with some kind of point. Bubbling, yeah, I was bubbling. I don't know what I was gonna say. Oh, well, I had two. I had two questions because I do want to talk about, you know, the the. Uh, I do want to talk about tar- like the targeting of demographics, you know, mm-hmm. specifically oh, women, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, but I just had, I think I had a quicker question. Is it all your board of directors, your the people organizing everything? Is it volunteer based, or do, or do they, or yeah. or it's all volunteer based? Eh? It is. It's all volunteers. Wow. And a matter of fact, we, they, that's another reason is um, we intentionally turn over. Like we really want mm. new people to join. We, you know, you're, you're supposed to every two years, try to like get someone to replace you in whatever position oh, cool. you're in. Oh, cool. um, our president serves for two years. Um, and then the vice president, who's ever the vice president, um, they move into the president position. 
Um, mm. So basically, if you sign up to be the vice president, you know you're going to be there for four <laughs> years. Yeah. yeah, it's a done deal. Um, <laughs> so, and then, you know, we have that position of like, we have former president as a board member too, to like help the new president transition. Right. Um, and then, you know, we, we actually have restructured a couple times and added positions and added like sort of subgroups and subcommittees um, as needed. And, you know, like I said, the women, when they, when I came aboard, um, which was actually three years ago, so I've been there a little too long. And I told him, I'm like, I'm very comfortable with staying until I find the, the, someone who wants to take it over. You know, we have quite a few women, um, but I think a lot of them have a little like trepidation of maybe, you know, taking that next step, but I wouldn't leave them. (laughs) I would be like, I will help you. So that's my next step is to actually have someone sort of backfill me. And then I can, you know, you know, do some other things and then help them continue on. But, um, I, I, it was part of the conversation I was having with Colin. He said, uh, he said part of the problem sometimes is that volunteer fatigue, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, he, even he said when he was the president, he's like, well, I mean, he's got the show to run, right? He's got a family. He has, you know, a dog, like after it's. After, I know it's a lot. You know, after after a while, it's uh, you know, he does. It, it's hard. Uh, so it's cool that you've worked in a little bit of a you know a you know a way to kind of guard against that volunteer fatigue because you know we've all been a part of clubs before, whether they be fly fishing or not. You know, there's always the same five you know five people that are putting their hands up. Yeah. 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 I mean, you get that too. I mean, sometimes, and you know, we call it out and we do send out surveys and ask people like, Hey, you know, what are we doing? Right. What are we doing wrong? What would you like to see? Um, and I'm doing actually a zoom call with my, like a bunch of ladies. (laughs) So, you know, to try and like, find out like what I can do for them during the COVID times, like, you know, do we want to do some small meetups and stuff? Um, intentionally like targeting some of the people. And again, like we targeted some of our um, members that we knew were the most vulnerable for COVID and like, you know, reached yeah. out to them first, yeah. you know, so I think just knowing your people and knowing that it's okay, like to like target people in that way, just because we know like they may need a little extra help mm-hmm. um, because there are fewer, there are a lot fewer women and it's not to be um, like, like I said, I, I'm, a, I'm of the cloth of everybody's equal Um I know we're targeting women in particular, just because I think they come from a place a lot of times where they've never fished, you know, where you have a lot of kids, um, especially young, young, young males who maybe have fished, um, you know, with a spinner rod a lot of their life. Um, but a lot of little girls never did, which we're trying to remedy that, you know, you know, so they're coming, they have a bigger learning curve a lot of times and they feel more shy, um, in a large group of men. I have never felt shy ever. Um, you know, between restaurants and the military, I've been the only girl in most of my life. So, um, coming into a big group of like fly fishing men, I'm like, eh, it's totally fine. Like I feel like normal here. Military. So yeah, we, we never asked what you do like for your new day job. You in Hmm. the military? Oh no, I'm, I'm former military. I did that for a while. Um, I was, um, I was in from 2002 to 2008. Oh, amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did aircraft maintenance. Cool. Um, that was my next yeah question. Aircraft. Yeah, I, just I just didn't know if I should get into it. So I was just. Yeah. Uh, oh no, no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I said I was telling Alda. Uh, uh, I was like, man, I I have a whole other crazy life, you know. Like that's yeah. that's like that's a whole other podcast. But, <laughs> yeah. 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 Life. And, 
I have a good, good friend from high school. He he does that in uh, in Winnipeg. Ooh, yeah. yeah, seriously. <laughs> that just makes me cold. <laughs> like seriously. 100%. Yeah, I've done I've done a lot. I um I was actually I was in the restaurant business for 15 years. I cooked for nice. many years, oh. but yes. Oh, yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah, so hard workers, the restaurant folk. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but I'm an, I'm actually an engineer. Um, oh, I. Yeah. So I went to, I went to college late. I did life all backwards. Nice. And then, uh, I, I worked for a large consumer products, goods company. Um, one of the biggest in probably the world. And, um, I make consumer product goods for amazing. all of you. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. I guess, I guess I can say it. I work for Procter and Gamble. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 There we go. Uh, so I, I knew that was there. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Procter and Gamble. You're probably thinking. Yeah. yeah. Like, but that's funny you say that because I know that their customer service or their way they treat their employees is fantastic as well. So I feel. Absolutely. I yeah. tell you what, I mean, like during this whole COVID thing, like I couldn't have asked for like a better experience as an employee, like really that's very great. concerned for their people. So yeah, kudos to them on that. I mean, they really. They really yeah. know what time it is. Right, well, maybe right. one day you can design fly reels or something. Yeah. Oh man, let me mm. tell you. I my have you dream. started? <laughs> have you kind of started being like, mm. like as an engineer, do you sometimes look at equipment and you're like, uh <laughs> I, well, I told my husband, I'm like, if we had a bigger, we live in a condo right now, which is great because we can fish all the time. Okay. But I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be great to have a house and a garage and I could like have like a rod building area and yes. that would be amazing. And be sweet. So, but yeah. Yeah, I would really love to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. My retirement plan. Good retirement plan. I can dig it. <laughs> I like that um I like that you were talking about, you know, how like you feel like you, you know, were comfortable going into a big group of guys at old fly fishing clubs. I think that's uh I think that's great. And I mean to have someone like you, you know, encouraging other women to get into the sport. Um are you right. like are you optimistic about the future of fly fishing and women getting into the sport and and seeing that oh. kind of old boys club change? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and I love guys. I mean, like the guy who taught me, you know, I, he's kind of like a, like a grandpa, like a surrogate grandpa. And yeah. I mean, again, so kind, like mm -hmm. all these people are so kind and not to diminish any of their efforts, but I think some people are more gentle. Like I'm a legitimate goblin. I mean, <laughs> like I have zero <laughs> fears, <laughs> like, you know, it's totally fine. I mean, like I have to really watch my mouth sometimes because I can get crazy. Yeah. I've been very much behaving myself. That's why there was no drinking, no drinking during <laughs> for me, yeah. no drinking, no filter. So, um, yeah, I, and I think that's, what's helpful. And I, maybe that is what they saw in me when they got to know me is mm -hmm. like, Hey, this is a person I think that can make that leap. Yeah. And absolutely. I think I've helped them for sure. And I think I've helped a lot of women and I know Susan Susan is like my, like my Yoda, yeah. <laughs> Susan Thracker. So she comes and she teaches and I've learned so much from her mm -hmm. and I love to set up classes for her. Like, you know, ladies only classes. Um, it makes such a difference. Yeah. And I wasn't really sure because I'm like, Oh, I don't like to be like exclusive, Yeah, yeah. you know, but I'm totally fine with all guys clubs and guys trips, you know, so that doesn't, none of that stuff. That's all valid. That's yeah. great. It's just a different experience when you have like all guys or all girls or all young people, or maybe like all people that are like 70 plus, you know, sure, you know, yeah. like it's just fun, you know, yeah. to have some people that are like-minded or like you. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
but I think that's helpful. Yeah. And I'm glad to do it. I really am. It's great. Oh, I think it's, I think you're the person for the gig. I'm glad they picked you. It's great. It's great. It sounds like an awesome club. <laughs> you're actually getting me really excited now. I want to start a club and I, I'm going to talk to Aldo and yell them after this. Cause I think we should start. Yes. A, I think we should start the a fly, fly fishing club. club. Yeah, man. You should. I think we should. Yep. What do you think guys? I mean, we, we started these. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> no, but I think like, yeah, the SoFly club, uh, I, I think, you know, we had such a great, you know, part of the reason we started this was to kind of, was to connect the community because yeah. first of all, Ontario is massive. Mm-hmm. So you physically can't always be together. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, secondly, we want to promote Ontario. I mean, I don't think a lot of people explore sure. their backyards the, and, and Ontario is incredible. incredible. Well, we have a soft spot for mm-hmm. unsung fly fishing places, which is probably mm-hmm. why I liked talking about Kentucky and bass yeah, fishing totally. stuff. Cause uh, you know, you were like, even at the beginning of the podcast, like, you know, it's always like this thing where you're like, well, well, we do have trout, you know, as if yeah, like you exactly. have to have trout to validate your, your, your fishery. For Everybody's thinking it, right? Hopefully, hopefully we can get rid of that stigma. Everybody's like, thinking it, yeah. but it's true. Yeah. I know, mm-hmm. but it's true, yeah. but we've had pretty good success with, um, you know, pre COVID doing these fly tying nights at craft breweries. Like you're when you were in yes. the restaurant industry, I was in the restaurant industry I used to buy a lot of beer um, for my restaurants and uh, from craft breweries in and around Toronto. And, uh, you know, when I started focusing more on fly fishing part of my life, it was an easy yes to get these craft breweries to be like, cause it's, I don't know, craft brewing and fishing, fly fishing, fly fishing, especially. So, you know, we got a really great partner in the left field brewery and they were just like, yeah, do it. That's <laughs> like, yeah. we don't uh, know. Yeah. And, uh, and what was great is they sold it to their, customers and like customer like base and uh people who had never fished before and all of a sudden they're just tying flies because they just thought it was and like having some pints and yeah and people who actually knew how to tie flies just came to hang out because they're just like oh my god people hanging out and talking about fishing yeah great i don't need the lesson or want it even <laughs> i just want to hang out and talk to you guys about do you guys remember going I to fish. bars man that was so fun yeah, yeah that was Left cool field <laughs> nights those were so fun. like i'm just thinking about drinking a a nice hoppy beer and tying some flies it's the best Oh, that's so awesome. We do that here. We have um, yeah. lots of craft breweries in um, Northern Kentucky and Cincinnati. We do uh, beers and barbs. That's what, awesome. Uh, that's great. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> cool. We do See, flies and flights. One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the puns, man. They're, they're great. Yeah. yeah. Beers we and barbs, beers. flies and flights. I love, I love it. it. Yeah. Flies and flights. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's yes. what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Well, I know you guys wanted to talk about the Finns program that we have yeah. here in Kentucky, too. That's, yeah. that's, yes. Yeah. When you mentioned that on our initial phone call, that kind of piqued my interest. What is FINS? So FINS is fishing in neighborhoods. And in Kentucky, since it's so rural, you know, it's like lots of farms. And back in the day, you know, like 60s, 70s, and probably even into the 80s, you know, people had access to these farm ponds. You know, everybody lived, you know, in an area where they could access some water and, you know, do a little fishing. But, you know, as slowly we build these neighborhoods and then people start moving towards the city, things get bigger you know, your job gets farther away, um, you sort of lose access to these ponds, mm-hmm. you know, and then people build fences around them and that's their, you know, that's their spot. And, you know, it's not like you can just walk up on a pond anymore and not get shot. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so like, I guess so back in 2006, I guess people had this idea, you know, that there was a need. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, how do we make fishing more accessible for people who are working and have kids and they have soccer and all this stuff? So they said, well, let's start this pilot program. So from 2006 to 2009, they did um, five lakes, five ponds, 
and um, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife and um, the, some of the municipalities of Kentucky. So like the city or county, whatever owns the pond, they um, did this experiment and tried it out. So what happens is like they, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife will come and assess the pond, you know, for like, you know, is how's it doing? What's, you know, what's it need? Um, and then the municipalities will agree to keep the, the pond like policed and pick up the trash and make it a nice area and have the signage, you know, nice. for the creel limit and whatnot. And then Kentucky will stock it with a, a certain frequency of whatever um, type of fish would go well in that pond. Mm-hmm. Um, so the pilot program was a complete success. And today we have um, 44 lakes or ponds wow. in uh, 28 counties in Kentucky that is the fins program and it's on the website. So you can go to the website, look up fins, find the lake and find out all the information. And then you can go there and fish. And um, it's just been amazing. It's helped, you know, people buy more fishing licenses, you know, fishing license is fairly inexpensive in Kentucky anyway, but you know, it's getting people out. It's getting people Mm -hmm. interested in sports. It's getting kids out families. And it's just super easy because I know, and I can take, you know, people and teach them how to fish at a pond and it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not far away. I don't have to go to this, make a big adventure out of it. Yeah, exactly. Strap right. up waders and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Get a boat or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. it's super easy, you know, and it's only limited by, and so I asked him, I actually called the fisheries biologist and I talked to him about the fins program and he said, you know, it's just wonderful. He says, but you know, we have a waiting list now. Um, because, <laughs> They're limited by the number of fish, you know, the, it's fish, it's hatchery limited. So the hatchery has mm-hmm. no more capacity right now. So, but we are, you know, I think there's one more pond. So we'll have 45, I think as of next wow, year. That's a lot of ponds. That's, that's a lot of ponds. Yeah. Yeah. And a few of them are pretty big, Yeah, you know, and they're scattered throughout the state and um, Kentucky's a fairly large state, but yeah, I mean, you can go to Kentucky Fish and Wildlife and look up the fins programs. And, you know, they're, like I said, I called the fisheries biologist and he called me back the next day. You know, these people are so interested in ecology down here and fishing and really making it a, um, you know, just a wonderful place to live and be, you know, yeah, it's just cool. great. Cool to have that engagement with, um, mm-hmm. I guess it would be state level government. Mm-hmm. It's cool to have that yeah. buy-in from them, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really, I mean, they have numbers, obviously, if you see something, say something, you know, they really want people mm-hmm. to be um, out there within the waters, because that's how we find situations that aren't yeah. right. You know, we fix them. Yeah. You're building stewards, right? Absolutely. Or yes. You're, you're putting that, you're putting the, I don't want to say onus, but like you're maybe even getting people excited about having that responsibility. Yeah. Right. Well, wanting that actually- responsibility, you know? Our club also has um, the Red Barrington Scholarship. So Red Barrington was one of the um, founders, you know, more like prominent members of the club. And his grandson still actually is in the club. And we give away a scholarship every year to um, a student or students, um, a graduate or um, undergrad or postgrad or uh, you know, undergrad or graduate student um, yeah. in like the environmental or biologies um, like field. Mm-hmm. And some of the kids that have received that have come back to us. We've run into them later, like, oh, I got money from you guys. And, you know, this is what they do. And a lot of them work in that industry and like do work in those fields now. So, you know, further, you know, things that our club does to help, you know, really build stewards Mm -hmm. for the state and, you know, country and world to help people stay interested and concerned with the environment. 
Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's great. It's always nice to see like community engagement at that level, you know? I mean, it's yeah, it's key. I think it's key. Mm-mm. Time for Get some time for some uh, Mitchie's Fishies. Mitchie's Fishies oh, five time. Oh, yeah. Mitchie's Fishies Are we there? Time. <laughs> I think we're there, yeah. You guys are fun. <laughs> no, you're fun. <laughs> you're fun. <laughs> I know. I wish we could like drive down there and fish. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You guys, you have to come to Kentucky. We have so many good like microbreweries and stuff. We'll do- oh, man. I'm just, oh, I'm just concerned about the largemouth. We don't have large oh, yeah. in Canada. We don't have large mouths like you guys have large. Oh my gosh, we have large mouth that are stupid big. My husband has. <laughs> I want to catch a one. stupid big large mouth. Oh, they are so good down here. What did you say? Yes. Your husband oh, caught a, like a how big? Oh, right. it was it's huge. Um, it's I I want to say it's about like yeah. I mean what twenty five inches or something Jeez. stupid. I mean it's crazy. Yeah. The mouth on the thing is like this big. <laughs> Yeah. It's nuts. It's Truly nuts bucket mouth. That's where they get the name. Uh, uh, any uh, any water in Kentucky that doesn't dry up yeah. has bass in it. That's so good. Uh, Large mouth bass. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, Midge's Fishies 5. Um, we already know the answer to this first one, but we'll ask you again. What's your favorite fish and why? Oh, steelhead. Steelhead fish. They're, they're everywhere. They're yep. nowhere. Yep. And they are so difficult. Like, you just have such respect for <clears throat> a fish that, I mean, like they go through so much, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but I mean, mm-hmm. when you hook them, it is like, oh, yeah. I mean, just the whole process. First, you have to find them. If you find them and you hook them, you're probably still not going to land them, yeah. you know? So it's so hard and it's rewarding is all get out when you do. And it's, oh, totally. I mean, I just have so much respect for these creatures. They're beautiful. They're just yeah. so beautiful. Yeah, they truly are. Oh my God. I'm so excited to fish steelhead. Oh, it's the season. The oh, leaves, it, the leaves are changing. There's nothing like catching a like steelhead, man. They're just so feisty, especially like you were saying when they come from in the Great Lakes. They come just like right out of the lake, straight up the river, and they're just like rockets, you know? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, and they're just beautiful. And yeah. I, I, like I said the the power, like when you, yeah. I've let into them, and they just take you into your backing like immediately. It's yeah. just, it. There's nothing like it. Your adrenaline's going and you're just shaking. Totally. I know. <laughs> I've only I've only caught a, a steelhead in the spring. I believe it was going back into the lake, if I'm not mistaken, although. So it wasn't it was it was tough. It was hard. And I was like, okay, I'm hooked. But I haven't caught a one like Mitch is describing right now. Well, it's just like Where are we going? We're going. Yeah. So yeah. But I need a double handed. Yeah, you gotta get double handed rod. Yeah. You need to get double handed yeah. rod. Yeah. Yilma's Yilma's getting into spay fishing this year. Got a spay. We're making oh, we're making yeah. it. We're next paycheck. Going to local fly shop. Done. Getting the spay. <laughs> yeah, it's the next week. Next week Friday, Rob, if you're listening. <laughs> do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Okay. Number two is if you could fish anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Why would you go there? Assuming it's the best time of year to go to that place. Oh man! So I've given this some thought. There's so many places. It's so difficult, but. <laughs> Um, so I've always wanted to go to New Zealand just yeah. even before I was a fly fisher, just because the people are wonderful there. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then when I found out they had these delicious brown trout down there, oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, wow, I have to go. That's, you know, they're, and they filmed like Lord of the Rings there. Yeah. You know, I'm a huge LOTR fan. Oh, oh right on. okay. So okay. Right on. Yes, yeah. man. I, I could you imagine like I just oh, man. I yeah I can't I mean I want to but yeah I, <laughs> I know can't. I wouldn't imagine I know <laughs> the pictures of that pl- pictures of fishing there are just crazy like it's such the a beautiful are nuts. place you know? and the fish, fish are nuts, are nuts. Yeah. 
fisher nets. right and they're clean like they're so beautiful and clean and like i think for me like knowing that the people are just so nice yeah i've run into a few kiwis in my travels and yeah. they're, they're like oh you have to come it's so beautiful yeah. and they're just the sweetest people i've ever met and i'm like oh it makes me want to go yeah it's such a great country yeah oh yes. um does your uh i know susan's club does some does some tripping together is that is that something you guys do as well like organized trips to like not your state like like i know susan was telling us this awesome story about going to uh the bow river in calgary with like a group of 20 people and 10 drift boats showed up to the hotel i was like i love that image uh, yeah yeah oh, that yeah, was yeah. a cool image Very yeah cool. yeah her club is amazing i mean yeah. i mean just like i i just love her and what she does like uh, yeah we do the same we have smaller okay. trips um we went to wyoming last year oh, um, nice and that was incredible. And where just incredible. where in Wyoming? <clears throat> so we fished the Shoshone. Mm. Um, and we went to the um, Boy Scout camp. So there's uh, the Buffalo Bill. Is that right? Is it Buffalo? I think that's right. There, I there's just a Boy the silence Scout. of the lambs yesterday. Okay. You can't say <laughs> Buffalo Bill in my presence. I rewatched it yesterday. I was like, ah. Oh, it, it rubs the lotion on the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that Buffalo Bill. Not that right, one. Not no, we went uh we went out there to um as a group and fly fished. I think there were I think there were, were there 18 of us that went and it was incredible. We drove out with two other members and we had the best trip just driving out and driving back. And um it, I like I said, it just fishing with your club and then coming back at night and talking about what you guys Hang did, on, you man. know, just having some beers and um bourbons and it's just oh my gosh, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's a great, yeah, it's a great thing for a club to do is travel. Like that's one of the best, I feel like that's like one of the perks. That's how you bond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. New Zealand. It's a great answer. hundred percent. So you, do you yeah, have plans to get sure. out to New Zealand anytime soon? Or is it just kind of like uh, one of those trips, you know, like one of these days kind of thing. Sadly, it's just one of those days right now. Yeah. Um, and we have so many places to go. Like we can't even like, hardly make up our mind, like the continental U.S. I mean, we fish yeah. so much already. Yeah. I mean, but I mean. There's We've so been to eight lanes. states already this year. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Yeah, eight yeah. states. It's amazing. I mean, yeah, the states. There's so many. How many places like just go? the geography. Just the geography of the U.S. You know, you can like you can all fish nice. Florida for yes. bonefish, and then fly to Wyoming and do that whole thing. Do what you're doing at the largemouth. And it's like North Carolina, redfish, Texas. Oh my God! Like, there's so much to do. Yeah. There's yeah. So well, we're coming to, to. We're coming to. Uh, Canada, as soon as that border opens up, man, we're yeah. coming up there. Yeah. Yes. Do it. That's cool. Absolutely. Yes. Do it. We'll still head. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the time of year. Or we'll go to it's northern, true. northern Ontario or something. Northern like Ontario. Catch some, yeah. some huge pike and huge muskie. Yeah. Maybe um, some grayling. Come, come over. For grayling. Yeah. See, I've never caught grayling. I really want to do that. Neither have we. I don't Neither know why I we. said that. I'd love to catch a grayling. Yeah. <laughs> do we want to catch You almost like, well, take a grayling fishing. I'm like, where? <laughs> <laughs> The aquarium. I'm hiding grayling in my backyard. <laughs> I wish. You almost been growing grayling. That'd be me. One of these days. One of these I definitely days. Definitely want to catch some grayling. Um, number three, Midgey's Fishies Five, is what is your best or favorite fishing memory? Or one of oh. your best? So this is this is like, you know, every day is my favorite fishing memory, <laughs> right? Um, so I decided to pick like the first memory like that we had. Um, I fish with my husband, he's my best fishing buddy. Um, generally, um, where we just kind of went off on our own. So that trip I told you about last year to Wyoming. Yeah. So there's a um, like a little creek that feeds one part of the Shoshone, and it's um. <clears throat> so this is like late summer, um, like August out there, and um, 
the people that we were staying at the camp, they're like, oh yeah, you can hike up this horse trail and then like fish this Creek and be careful. There's grizzlies up there. And I'm like, oh God, I don't know if that's going to be crazy. <laughs> you know, this sounds crazy. Yeah. You know, so we, you know, we packed up all the right stuff, you know, we had our rain gear and had food and had water and we headed up this, this horse trail, which is literally like six inches across. And it was in the Shoshone forest mm-hmm. and there is literally nothing. There's no man-made things up there. I think I sent you a picture and there's like a, a post to it says Shoshone national forest. And it's like, that's the last thing you see this man made. And then we went like three miles up this trail and um, we just sort of dropped down into the river and um, just fished our way three miles back. And I tell you, that was one of the like most amazing days of our life. Cause we were just out there completely alone. Yeah. You know, we had, you know, just, and we were just finding trout and these trout were beautiful. Like no one fishes this place and, you know, just to find the holes, you know, yourself and they were trout were just where they were supposed to be. And, you know, they were just beautiful. And like, there was just nothing. It was just so pristine and, you know, just have a day like that yeah, um, together and experience that. It was just beautiful. It was one of my, it is definitely one of my favorite memories. Memory. Such a good memory. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like an amazing day. It was. I absolutely. It. I love it. Um, number four is why do you fly fish? What do you get out of fly fishing? Mm, it's like it, just everything. Like, you know, we talked, it's sort of like a metaphor for life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just so peaceful. Mm-hmm. It's this, it's, it's so many things to so many people. And I think the longer you're in fly fishing, like when you like commit to it, um, and you find yourself head over heels for this sport, the less about actual fishing, you know, it's more about everything else that you get, like the peace, Mm -hmm. um, you get so that serenity, you learn like to be patient and really calm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, and it's just that endless puzzle, you know, like just figuring it out. I think that's the most fun is like when you come up on a place and you're like, okay, there's fish here. Now, how do I get them? You know, what do I use? You know, and it's all about, you know, tricking a fish with some fluff (laughs) and feathers, you know, (laughs) it's hard. It's so hard, but it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. It is a great feeling, you know? know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was in a Creek with, um, fishing one of the creeks around here and these guys go by on this kayak and, um, they're like, Oh, they're, they're fly fishing. And, uh, the, one of the kids says, Hey, what's fly fishing. And he says, well, it's like regular fishing, but it's hard. It's true. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But it's it kind of, it, 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 that spoke volumes to me. Oh, I was yeah. like, you know, that's why we like it is because it's hard. Yeah, exactly. You know? The challenge of it. hundred percent. Yes. I think one of my favorite responses to like when people are like, oh, what's fly fishing? And someone says like, oh, it's like you use a fly on a, like an actual fly and you just kind of dangle it above the water until the fish jumps out. I'm like, that sounds <laughs> so much harder than it is. Yeah. <laughs> sounds actual, hard. like a house fly. I'm like, Jesus, this is terrifying sounding. <laughs> Try to like put that on there. Like, yeah, exactly. Gluing it onto the hook. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Number yeah. five and the last of the Mitchie's Fishies five is what fly pattern represents you best and why? If you were a fly, uh, what would you be? Oh man! I, well, <laughs> having listened to the show a few times, <laughs> you're gonna cr- you may cringe a little bit. <laughs> I can totally like validate my choice. Yeah. So okay. my husband ties for me um, a very small um, olive woolly bugger. He calls it um, a, a pale olive minnow. Okay. I actually have him tie it in one color with the lightest olive, mm-hmm. 
Um, so like a blonde, almost like a blonde olive. I'm kind of blonde. Yeah. Um, and I have them tied small. I'm small. <laughs> uh, so, um, but the little olive, I call her the, um, plain Jane olive. Yeah. Um, she is amazing. <laughs> so she's small, but she works so hard. And I sort of like me, I'm small, but I'm, I'm mighty. I will work so hard. I can learn to do anything. And this fly definitely catches anything. I don't know how many species of fish I've caught on this fly, but it is literally everything like catfish, largemouth, smallmouth, bluegill, red eye, um, trout, brown trout, rainbow, everything like this. Mm. It loves this fly. And I'd have them tie it small because I think um, even really big fish like us, like they look, it like, looks vulnerable. It's small, but yeah. big surprise. It's fly. <laughs> so, you know, I love that. You know, big, you know, big surprises come in small packages. That's so a great answer. Like That's <laughs> so good. I love that answer. It's perfect. It might <laughs> be one pale. of the best, like the best articulations of like representation of the fly to the person. I think it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, and to validate my choice of all the, uh, it's like a, Form of olive bully bunker. I love it. I love it. The pale olive minnow. The pale, pale olive minnow. minnow. That's great. Yeah. The palm. I'm sort of pale. <laughs> yeah, very pale. It's winter it. time. Yeah. Yes. It's coming. So cool. what? What do you got coming up fishing wise? Are you guys? Are you looking forward to any uh, outing soon, or is it uh, that time of year? Yeah. Where you're tying. Oh man! Like I tell you. So we were just in uh, Indiana. We were fishing for pike. Nice. um two days ago <laughs> we're a mess um nice, um, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, i never got i didn't get one in the boat but um, my husband got a few in the boat nice um and they were that was so much fun they just come out of nowhere oh my god just, i like, know crazy. it's so scary <laughs> um but um we're going to um down into north carolina to the nanahala nice. um which is one of my favorite places and we'll fish for trout down there awesome and that'll be late october and then I think we're going to steelhead in November. Yeah. And then that's a wrap for the year. Yeah. But yeah, you guys got it's some groovy. big plans. I know you're steelheading too. It's yeah, steelhead we'll be steelheading all the way into November it's, until we get too cold and then we'll pack it. Yeah. it no, I hate being cold. I know. It gets so yeah. cold, you know, end of November up here. It's like, okay. But you know what? December, you can fish too. And I might have to make a way out. It'd be yeah. cool to steelhead like in a good snow, you know, and we got like a good snow well, coming down. Yeah. Fun. When it's mild out. Yeah. And the snow's falling. It's actually right. kind of fun. So cool. Right. That's totally yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's although, so although and I did that. We have a tradition. We go to New Year, a New Year's uh, fish where New Year's oh. Eve fish where we go to the credit and um, fish for steelhead. And uh, he got one two years ago. So yeah. do it again yeah. this year. Yeah, it's a good, Great. it's a good, it's a good tradition. Yeah. We have a few, yeah. uh, Carrie, we have a few rivers here that, uh, although trout is closed, mm -hmm. um, uh, they keep open all year. They keep some stretches of some certain tributaries open so people can steal ahead. Um, yeah. And the credit's one of them. And yeah. 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 Wow. And it was yeah. snowing. Actually, it was flurries. It was yeah. really oh, nice. Was and fun. it was mild. Yeah, it was really good. Really good. Actually, Mitch amazing. just moved beside beside one of those rivers. Yeah, the Humber. Wow. Yeah, I yeah, can the walk to steal of Toronto. Yeah. You can walk to steal right now. Yeah. shut up that's amazing yeah mm -hmm. and I, I probably will a few times this fall 100 percent. drink some yeah. and you know what i was saying too bourbon and maybe we buy a smoker because we now i live above <laughs> uh i live above uh one of our buddies and photographer we take on trips and we're like hey let's split a smoker and then we can just like put a brisket on in the morning and then like go fish on the humber and then come back eat it and drink bourbon in the parking lot like that sounds like a great day you know that sounds like <laughs> the best day ever yeah i know so we're, we're trying to work that through 
brisket yeah. and the kick it and the kick and chicken yeah exactly yes yes the kick and chicken <laughs> oh Amazing. my god the kick and chicken i gotta take that <laughs> i love that somewhere with me Carrie. it's actually funny our sponsor 40 creek is owned by wild turkey oh really Amazing. yeah man yeah. i didn't know that that's best crazy. sponsor yeah. ever yeah campari yeah campari owns 40 creek okay. and yeah. wild yeah. turkey and we're sponsored by Forty Creek. I love Forty Creek. I'm done. I'm done. My Forty yeah, Creek. Yeah, I love. Some 40 I, Creek. Yeah. And I love. I love Wild Turkey a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Good, Bird, we do man. too. It is good. <laughs> yeah. We're true Kentuckians down here. Awesome. <laughs> love, love our it. bourbon. So good. yeah, for sure. <laughs> Carrie, yeah. thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been so, like a ton of fun just chatting about your fly life and and the U.S. and all the Kentucky fly fishing opportunities. It's been great. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are great. Thank you so much. Um, like I said, if anybody's in Kentucky or, you know, we have members all over the country still, even if they've moved away, they still maintain. Uh, look up nkff.org. Um, you can find me, um, Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y at nkff.com. At, no, at K-E-R-R-Y at nkff.org. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nice. Right on. And I'll put yeah, I'll put um, links to that stuff in the show notes as well. Um, yeah. So people can just kind of go to uh, go to the website and you can find uh, click out to all those links. So um, right, you and you find. can yeah, look me up on the um, women's women's outreach page. You can just click and uh, click me there. Um, but yeah, anybody just feel free to reach out to the club. Friend us on Facebook, um, Instagram. We're on both, and um, yeah, we're welcome. We cannot wait to get back together as a club. But reach out um, virtually until we are back together after the this whole COVID business is done. But it's been my pleasure. Thank you so Absolutely. much. No, yeah. 100%. No, thank you. Our pleasure. You. Pleasures, pleasures all pleasures ours. Pleasures all ours. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I have yeah, to I'm surprised I've been on this show for so long. Never, man. Never. Never, man. I have to tell you. One more thing, like I, yeah. I listen to you guys while I'm at work, you okay. know, I'm in the lab a lot and I'm walking around and I love listening to your podcast, you know, like oh, listen to people talk. And, you know, now that I've been here, it's like listening to friends on, you know, hearing your voices. Oh, come on. Thank you. Yes. That's so, so nice fun. to hear. Oh my God. Thank yeah. you. I love it. Like you guys talking, you know, all your shows, it's just great to hear people talk about things that we love, you know, while yeah. I'm locked up inside doing work. Oh my God, it's great. <laughs> you know? Well, thank you so yeah, much. We appreciate so. that. hundred percent. Oh, thanks, man. Okay. Gotta come well, visit. Secret. We gotta come visit when we can. We will. And attend a meeting. Attend a meeting. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys would be so great. Yes, bring we will we'll do that. And I'll introduce you to Dave. Hopefully it's the right time of year. We can make yep. it musky time. Oh, you guys oh. have to go musky fishing with Dave. Heck yeah. Or a big, big ass largemouth. Yep. Yes. Yeah, oh, either yeah. Or. we'll take you, we'll take you bass fishing. We will take y'all fishing. Don't you worry. I want to yeah. get one of those bill bands. Those bill bands. Bill dance. <laughs> Bill dance bass. Yeah. <laughs> Roland Martin, Roland Martin yeah. bass. <laughs> yeah. And those hybrid bluegill are huge, man. Oh, They're yeah. fun too. Oh yeah. That'd yeah. Be crazy. You guys, yeah. You guys would have fun down here. So well, I'll wait for this COVID to be over and well, borders will open and come on down. Sweet. If I come, if I come to Canada, I'll look you guys up. Awesome. Oh, 100%. 100%. Do it. 100%. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Carrie. And uh, thanks again. Have a good night. You too. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hear you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. That's 10. 10. That's 10. <laughs> oh, good night, y'all. Night. And that was Carrie. Wow. What an awesome lady. She's got such a great energy. Yeah, absolutely. It was a fun show. I've never heard about Kentucky fly fishing before, really. No. Uh, no. It's cool no. to hear about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, she's like great. Yeah, super inspiring. It does kind of make you want to start a club. 
Honestly, club? I kind of have ideas already for for it, and uh, I think we should start something. But I'll talk to you guys later about it. Another thing? Oh my god, there's so many things. So many between things. what that and your 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 chip my... your chip have your chip eating <laughs> habits? <laughs> yeah, your rice chips. Yeah, rice my chips. Ca- my couch sleeping habits. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's, I'm. You know me. I love a good couch nap. Love a good couch oh, nap. Yeah, that's right. Although. <laughs> Oh, crashing on the couch. <laughs> that do, man. It's just—it's like a little hug. It's like a little yeah. hug. A little couch little hug. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh. Well, when this comes out, it'll be October fifteenth. Yeah. Next Friday. And I think. Well, next Friday, I think we'll have steelheaded at least yeah. once by then. Yeah, we're going out uh, Friday. Me and you. Yeah, Yuma, why aren't you coming, man? He's got a wife. Because I have responsibilities. Yeah, you we're blowing off our responsibilities yeah it's that time of year yeah. and i gotta get out a couple times when there's not like a thousand people out there so friday i think well there'll probably still be a thousand people but we're gonna go we're gonna have some fun mm-hmm. you know be good i'll be i'll be i'll be there in spirit and i'll be there the following or two weekends after that with you and mitch on the grind so yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be a good time yeah we've got a float planned yeah which is awesome with uh, tyler dunsmore fly water guiding that's gonna be fun end of october yeah <laughs> <laughs> right end of october yeah it's like the 24th end of october at the end of october <laughs> it's gonna be good hopefully everybody at home is able to get out and go fishing and stay safe out there during uh, these crazy covid times and uh and enjoy the fall season you know and if you're in ontario have fun steelheading or do whatever you do um and stay tuned for that new club we're gonna launch my my sister just texted me uh huh? such a cute photo of my my nephew he just got a new haircut he looks like one of the like an he's got a box top oh yeah looks okay. like one of the bell biv devoe uh <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. Belle de Beau DeVoe? Nope. i don't know i just thought that that was just so cute no, don't anyway. know belleville de Bode, but um <laughs> that's quite the haircut and uh <laughs> Everybody, thanks. Everybody at home, thanks for listening. And on that, on that note, <laughs> thanks for listening. That's it for me, Mitch Aldo. Uh, bye, everybody. Yelma. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find all of SoFly's content at SoFly.ca. On Instagram, we're at the SoFly Crew. You can reach us at the SoFly Crew at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. On Facebook, we're SoFly, and our podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify.